Am I the only one who cries when Mel Robbins ends her podcast with, I love you? Hello, my name is Gordon and welcome to my podcast. So this morning I woke up at 4.40 a.m. to go fishing with a buddy. And no, I don't like waking up at 4.40 in the morning. But I like what we're doing and where we're going. And he's my buddy. Went to actually we met in kindergarten. I had fun, caught some fish, caught some good fish, and and it was a blast. So anyway, it ended, came home, made coffee, took my vitamins, washing clothes, washing dishes, and I kept looking. I have an office in the house, and I kept looking over there, and I'm like, I really don't want to do this podcast. And I, I do and I don't. And then I remember what me and a buddy share all the time, which is motivation is for amateurs. Also, as most of you guys know, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like people per se, but a podcast will reconnect you to people from your past that really mean a lot to you or have been a lot to you. It's awful, really. <laughs> it's it's great really but it, it's kind of funny I'm like I don't want to expand my friend zone um, so back to the podcast anyway the title Ocean Wave of Pecan Orchard or Pecan Orchard or Pecan Orchard or however you want to say it we raise pecans it's always a fun thing to talk about I, I say it differently all the time so I don't think it matters at all Imagine, just think for a minute, imagine being an ocean wave. Sounds cool, right? Let's travel back. This podcast zigs and zags, so bear with me. Let's travel back 47 years ago to the summer of 1976 the Bicentennial. I got my first job picking up sticks in pecan orchards for a dollar an hour. Honestly, I was, <laughs> I was overpaid, but I had, I had expenses. I mean, Snickers were like a, like a dime. Cokes were like a quarter. It was expensive. I mean, work an hour for four Cokes? Come on. We'll circle back to this in a minute. Fast forward to today. So there's this 86-year-old ordained Buddhist nun named Pema Chodron, and I'm sure I got it wrong. And I didn't realize this is the same nun, monk, I called her, that was on Instagram telling us, that she stands outside of herself or sits outside of herself and views herself three times an hour to see what she's thinking, see what she's feeling, see what she's doing. And it's, you know, obviously about self-awareness. Seriously, take a second and jot a note and remind yourself to do this. I, just once a day, it doesn't matter. Just, just do it. It will change you forever. So the purpose, like I said, is to become more aware 
aware of what you're thinking, feeling, and doing. For me, when I do this, I also become aware that I'm two things. This gets a little weird, so bear with me. And y'all might have thought about this, and, and good for you. But I realize that I am an I, and I'm a me. The I is my body, right? The body or the vessel. It's like the I is the Uber driver. And the me is my thoughts and emotions and feelings. And obviously, there's a third thing because that third thing is sitting out there observing this. And I think of that as my spirit or my eternal being. Stay with me. So back, back to the ocean. Now think of the ocean wave. Just think of it for a minute. A wave, a wave is made up of what it does and what it is. To me, the eye is the water and the me is the movement. So as I walked amongst the pecan trees, the rows and rows and rows, picking up God knows, limb after limb after limb after limb. I remember even as an eighth grader, I think it was the summer before eighth grade, being truly content. I enjoyed my job and looked forward to it. The <laughs> things that I remember, the dew, the sweat, I worked hard. The ants, the bugs, the lunch breaks for sure, and the snakes. Did I <laughs> did I did I mention the snakes? So the funny prank, one I was the newbie, and there were some other guys that were picking up limbs with us. We had a tractor and a trailer, we throw them in there and we toll them off to this place at the edge of the woods and dump them and come do it again so they could mow the rows and rows between the pecan trees so they could run a harvester and pick up pecans when they fell. And one of the funny things they thought was funny anyway was you'd be standing in knee-high grass, picking up limbs, throwing them into this trailer, the tractor moving along, and one of the guys would, you know, point, grimace, and yell, snake. And of course you're terrified. I was, first time I did it, I thought I was gonna shit my pants. And I didn't even know what shit my pants meant. And you know, of course they laughed and laughed and laughed, but eventually you catch them and you do it to them and it's not so funny. But as I think back, honestly, I remember being content and it kind of reminds me most of us probably think back on our childhood and can find times when it's very calm. I had a great childhood, and it reminds me of the calm sea, excluding, you know, the snakes part. No hurry, no rush. I also think back and realize that the same I and the same me were then and now. I'm that same guy. I'm that same 13-year-old. 
obviously older and hopefully wiser, but I'm the same guy. So imagine now being an ocean wave. Now, imagine being an ocean wave during a hurricane. Yep, here we go. So a wave can't ask not to be a wave when things get rough and uncomfortable, just like we can't ask to not be a we when things turn to shit. What we can learn to do is accept that life will be turbulent at times. So back to the Pema Chaudron. <laughs> she's from New Jersey, so probably no French accent in there. So she's talking about security and discomfort. She said, what makes us miserable is not the truth, but our efforts to escape it. Tolly, which I learned that's how you say his name, talks about suffering unconsciously, or sorry about that, suffering consciously. I said that unconsciously. And says we begin to feel our unhappiness, it will matter less. If we begin to feel our unhappiness, it will matter less. In his book, The Antidote, Oliver Berkman, who he, he's amazing, talks about the cult of optimism and how positive thinking is detrimental to us because it's supported only by emotion. I mean, go listen to Anthony Robbins. And I listened to him. I loved him. I did. But you do. You realize that you just can't stay on that high. You can't do it. It's sort of like trying to be a Christian and try to be perfect and not sin. You're going to sin, and then you beat yourself up. It's stupid. You're going to sin. You're going to fail. You're going to do all that stuff. It's just, you know, you, you kind of have to accept it and, and march on. So the fact of the matter is life will suck at times, and our attempts to control it only magnify the pain. Berkman also talks about what's the worst that could happen in any scenario. It's kind of that negativity. Um, I forget what he calls it. What's the worst that can happen? You could lose your car keys, right? So what? You get behind a slow driver. So what? You lose your job. Fuck it. So what? You lose your partner to emotional insecurity. So what? Fuck Aruba. Failure can be a relief. At last, you can say what you think. No repercussions. Of course, some losses are felt more than others, but you're still you and you're enough. The suffering is not you. So back to the ocean wave. Ocean waves, it, it knows what it is regardless of its past. A 13-year-old boy walking through a pecan orchard, picking up limb after limb after limb, is still the same me 
47 years later. And I'm glad of that. So Thursday night, I sent my podcast to a bunch of people in my contacts. I, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was a little bit better than the <laughs> first ones. Not a lot, but a little bit. And I, I wanted to share it. And I reached out and I sent it to a bunch of people and a lot of cool responses. It was really nice reconnecting, but I reconnected with the widow of my business partner of almost 20 years. He was one of my best friends. I hadn't spoken to her since he passed in 2018. And we caught up on lots of stuff and laughed a ton. We always made each other laugh, always. And we laughed about that and talked about it. It's like we hadn't missed a day. And we ambled on and on, you know, for a while. And before I hung up, I said, out of nowhere, I love you. I love you, I love you, and I'm in each one. So if you haven't heard this in a while, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Please be sure to share my podcast with anyone you don't like. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.